Hello, everyone. Welcome. So we're finally here. Lifted the podcast. Yeah, well, took a long. It was a long time coming, but we're here. It's an audio version of the podcast, and uh, something a little different. We, I figured, if I'm gonna start this off and and, and really do this right, I'm gonna set the stage. And that's exactly what this episode is all about. It's about setting the stage, introducing Lifted, and talking about what's to come. I think the volleyball community had a resurgence this year. I think we all saw that the game is, is, is just growing. And I think that it is the best time to capitalize on it. I think people, well, I hope people enjoyed the podcast series that we had with Stanmore. And their tournament was a great success. And we hope that Orlando only brings the same with the Tournament of Champions. And to be honest, Lifted was an idea of mine for a very long time. And I'm glad that it's here. I'm glad that it's coming to fruition. And I know it's, uh, it's an audio version to start, but the interviews to lead up to the tournament will all be on our YouTube channel, in person, videos, uh, Zoom calls. You, you'll see it all just like how you saw it in Stanmore. I just figured if I'm going to talk about volleyball for up to an hour, you're not going to want to see my face for that long. It's just me. It's me here alone. And this is the first time I'm doing this. So yeah, I'm going to talk for an hour and feel free to leave anytime you want. But if I'm captivating enough, I, I hope you'll stay. I think we, we start off with, with how this, this all came about. A lot of people have asked me about how I came up with the name Lifted. Went through a lot of names. We had, I had a lot of people that gave me ideas. But I wanted it to, to hit home. I, I wanted it to be something that we can all relate to. And I think we settled with Lifted. And I wouldn't say settled, but we came up with the idea of Lifted, me and a couple of other guys, because we thought that that, that word really encompassed this game. And it, it, and it, and it put everything together. And, I, and just to go over what Lifted means for those people who don't know or are new to the game, who haven't been around as much. Lifted is, is vernacular in our sport, right? That's, that's the word we use. I felt like it was a word that could mean so many things. While it, it's used for when a netty sets a great ball out of the net, it's also a way to represent what this podcast is meant to be. That is to lift this game to new heights, putting the spotlights on players that are up and coming and those that have cemented their legacy. It's almost a way to elevate this game in a positive light, bring the volleyball community together, I think bringing back that joy in the game that brought us to the sport to begin with and almost play the game, uh, this game like a kid again, right? That's what we all want to do. That's what we all, that's what we all, that's what we all remember, right? We love this game growing up and, and sometimes you lose sight of that. And I think this podcast is meant to bring that uh, back to light. You know, we want to admire one another. We want to love one another. Or we want this to be a brotherhood and Lifted is, is going to do that. That's pretty much it. There you have it. I mean, here we are today. After a lot of work behind the scenes, I'm able to finally present to you Lifted, the podcast. Before I do continue with what Lifted is going to entail in the future, there are a lot of people that I need to thank that have helped me along this journey of, you know, getting to where I am today and bringing this to you and presenting this to you. It all really starts with my home, right? New York Union. I came to them with this idea in 2018. Bode, Freddie at the time was the chairman. Bode was the captain. And, you know, I said, listen, I want to interview players for this tournament. I want to create some sort of hype. I want to create a media aspect of this that's going to grow this game. 
And to be honest, they never, you know, batted an eye. They, they told me, listen, if that's what you think is going to work. Then here you go. Here are the reins and go for it. And I was able to have an amazing co-host in, in Muhammad Jiraj who helped me throughout the way. And we were, we would work hand in hand and, and, and creating a sort of interview presentation for all some of the teams that were and it was a first of that kind and, and it was live and it was on Instagram and it was cool and people were tuning in and well, we got a lot of views and, and you know what, it, it worked. And to be honest, the fact that Bode and Freddie had given me that and just, you know, told me to, to run with it, it was kind of, they were scared. It was something that hadn't been done before. It was new. It was progressive, but again, also scary, right? Would people enjoy it? Would they actually listen? It was an idea that could have easily backfired. But these guys gave me the green light with all the, with all the support in the world. They could have easily, again, shot it down, but it took a lot of time and work on their part to work through some of these interviews, vet them before posting. It was adventurous, to say the least, but the start of something special. I had the help of Hussein Vargas, who was you know handling all our media and dealing with you know cutting and, and reposting these podcasts and recording them. I mean, the times then were so different. I mean, we'd have to screen record these podcasts on Instagram live, but couldn't you're going to repost them. And, and then after that, I got the go-ahead from, from Shane in 2020 and, and Bode as well. And I, and I told them, you know, I want to do this. And they were all game for it, man. And it was, and that's where, you know, we interviewed a couple more guys. And again, it just was that Instagram live type of feel, which was cool, but it also brought a perspective of, you know, guys weren't, you know, fully themselves because it was live. They could have messed up. They could have slipped up. They could have said something. I'm saying and I think you fast forward four years later, or two years later from 2020 at least, and Sam Jaffes and I started to discuss the potential of rebooting the interview series, but maybe in a, in a more podcast type of way, like a feel. Shane Morali, Jabber Morali deserve all the credit in the world for allowing me to do this for them, giving me the, the best video editor in London, McDad Somji, who worked tirelessly to get these interviews out to you every week on time. Stanmore Jaffries really are the ones that took this to another level, as they did with their media at the tournament. I want to thank them for allowing me to be a part of the commentary, that studio, the studio interviews, of course. I, I want to thank the media team for making me look good. I, I did get messages from Shani Abbas Yusuf Ali from Dubai and Modamji. And, and, you know, we worked together hand in hand in that Stanmore to bring a lot to you guys. And it was hard. And I saw these guys, you know, busting their asses. They were there from the morning till the end. And they, they both messaged me and I never got back to them. And I want to apologize for that. But the reason why I didn't was because I knew this day would come where I could publicly say that if it wasn't for those guys, I mean, they made my life easier. They worked tirelessly, effortlessly. And I, I give them all the credit in the world. So Shane, Damji, even guys like Muntazir Jaffer, KJ, I mean, you guys were, were amazing to work with. And thank you for all your hard work. And again, you guys made me look way better than I was. And you were an absolute pleasure to work with. Again, all the kudos to, to guys like Shane and Jabber for, for trusting me in doing that. I didn't think they would, but they trusted me. They told me to run with it. They gave me all the tools possible. And I think that's where the seed was officially planted for what would be this today, this podcast. I think a lot of guys came up to me and were like, listen, why don't you, why don't you actually continue to do this? Like, don't do it just tournament to tournament, but we'll make this a thing and, and make this a podcast. So first of all, that made it 
you know, that made me, I mean, very happy to hear that you guys actually like listening to me for that long, but also the fact that people are enjoying this and it is growing the sport because there was a lot of kids, there's a lot of people that are retired, but they still listen to this and, and live almost vicariously through these podcasts. Once I left Stanmore and I was approached by so many people, I, I was in the middle of my move, right? I was leaving New York and I was going to Orlando. And so once I settled in Orlando, I came up with the idea of this podcast. And to be honest, it's really you guys who brought me here. I mean, I wouldn't have been able to do all this if, and it wouldn't have given me the drive to actually make this happen, you know, a reality. And it was all you guys who listen and watch and continue to send me messages of encouragement. All those people I met in Stanmore that told me to keep going, that they loved it, that they would listen to it on their way to work in the morning or after when they're coming back. I mean, man, that was all of it. So thank you guys for making me want to come back better and continue this little project for you that I that I hope that brings some sort of at least joy or or passion back in, in your lives and in your volleyball careers. I want to thank once again, Migdat Somji and uh, my new editor, Sarah Virji, in helping me create my vision and making it come to life so that we can present it to you all. These people are working, I've worked tirelessly and are working tirelessly and I couldn't be indebted to them anymore. The lifted logo, the presentation of it all, the Stanmore interviews that McDad put together, the media work that he put in there, the, 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 the times we'd be on the phone and talking and his weekends. And I mean, it took a long, long time to get this all done. And uh, I'm here because of all of you. And I want to thank you all because uh, at the end of the day, this show is nothing without you guys. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Lastly, of course, my new home, Orlando Union. They approached me. I approached them. We, we talked to one another and we said, let's collab on this project and make, you know, lifted almost the, the, the segue or, or let's just say the, the channel to what the tournament of champions in Orlando in December is going to be all about. The launch point of Lifted. I appreciate that they went out of their way to accommodate this. And we only hope this continues to grow the positivity, excitement, and love for this sport. We can't wait for you guys to, to join us in Orlando in just six weeks. And to be honest, I, I can't believe it's six weeks away. And I can't believe I'm sitting here talking to you guys about another tournament so quickly. I mean, it just seems like Stanmore was yesterday. Nonetheless, we have 17 teams coming to this tournament. And that is a bang, if you ask me. I mean... Orlando has done this up. They've done it right. And if anybody remembers 2007 champions, one of the best tournaments in the history of Orlando, in my opinion, we're going back. And that's where my career started. That's where a lot of people's careers started. 2007 champions. I mean, I went back to play there a couple of weeks ago for the first time in 15 years. And I sat there and was, and I was thinking, man, I was 16 years old when I was playing front right for New York Union on a team that had no, had no reason being there. And uh, we were, were rebuilding and we were working through things. And I didn't even think this sport would take me that far. And 15 years later, I'm sitting here playing back left behind a bunch of right for Orlando. I mean, it's crazy. You know, you think about your, your, your ups and downs in your career and you think about, you know, it's all culminating to, to come back to champ. And it's the same, man. It's grand. It's, it's majestic. And you just love looking at the court and you, and you know that it's going to bring some of the best volleyball games we've ever seen. With that being said, there are 11 teams, and, and I think this is where I set the stage for you guys. 11 teams that, in my mind, are contenders, quote-unquote, who are looking to make some noise this tournament out of the 17. I think these 11, in my opinion, again, this is my opinion, I think these 11 are the ones that are going to really 
either cement their legacies, put their names up there and back on the map, create some noise, make some noise. And I think that's what these tournaments are all about, right? You come back from a pandemic, Stanmore was great, but again, a lot of these teams were not able to make it. And now we come to Orlando where practically every team is there and it's going to be the the best tournament probably Orlando has ever hosted. That's so we hope. But I'm going to go down the list of these 11 teams. And again, we're going to highlight some of the things that these 11 teams are going to bring to the table in no particular order, I may add. But this is just almost, again, to set the stage and, and to give you a summary of what to expect in the upcoming uh, tournament. Number one, RK's Golden Eagles, right? Reza Kimji's Golden Eagles are back after a long hiatus. Uh, to be honest, I didn't think we'd ever see RK's back again. The hope was there. We hoped we would, but we just never knew. We never knew if, if they would make their return. Obviously, we all know Abbas had left to go to North. Shanu went to go play with Elite for a while. And, and Sajad was in, a, in, I guess, you know, at that point was kind of semi-retired. And we hear that, you know, they're coming back. And, and the last time we truly, truly saw RKs at its peak was 2016, six years ago, when they had won in Minnesota against us, New York Union at the time. And I was in that final where New York Z was happening. And, and uh, we won the first game and they won the next two. And that is, that is the last title raid for or our case at the time. And then I believe in 2018, Shanu did bring a team, but you can tell at that time, that team was not as competitive and it was almost like they had to start rebuilding. And at that point, you know, pieces were moving around and unfortunately, RKs uh, disappeared for a couple of years. They're back. And in my opinion, they have one of the greatest players of all time. The most underrated frontline player that has ever played this game. A mentor of mine, a guy that has taught a lot of us, a lot of us here, especially in Orlando, the guys that I grew up with, we played with this guy, San Lando, right? We, we, he taught us so many things. And I remember changing my ticket one time just so I can stay longer, so I can go to more sessions with him in San Lando, so I can learn how to better my game. And, and that's Sajad Kimji. Sajad Kimji, the first person to spike third balls and until they had to make a rule that they couldn't do it anymore. I mean, he won an entire tournament like that. The MVP of 1996 of the New York tournament where the last championship was brought to us. And I applaud him for bringing back the RK name, the team, rebuilding the team, revitalizing the youth, and bringing back the Golden Eagles. We will see, will we see an RK's renaissance? I don't know. Will we see the, see the return of Shanu at some point in an RK uniform? I don't know, but damn, do I sure hope so. Because if there was one team that could ruin your day any given moment, it's RKs. Everyone would know, right? RKs, day one, day two, didn't mean anything. The moment they walk in there, day three, it's like they're different animals. And they could win any tournament any given at any given time. And that was the beauty of it, the unexpected with RKs. So yeah, we're excited for that. And, and we hope that they come in here with at least, again, something to showcase and, and hopefully uh, to rebuild for the future. Number two, Vancouver. Van City, right? We talk about Van City and Van City is, is, a, is a team that is on the up and up, right? Uh, up and coming. They've kind of worked in, in trying to get their team to rebuild, but at the same time be competitive. 
And I think that is the perfect uh, recipe where you're rebuilding, but you're still in quarterfinals. You're still um, battling in every single game. And Vancouver, led by Medikaku, their captain, has three key players. And, and again, I, I, before I continue, what I'm going to do when I do highlight these teams, and I'm going to highlight a couple of key players, I'm going to talk about their previous tournaments and, and, of course, their future and what, what they hold. The key players in, in Vancouver, Medikaku, Mokaku, his brother, and Nabil Jagani. Nabil Jagani, the front center who, who looks like he's 18 feet tall. Um, but, yeah, that is, that is what they're building. They're building around him and Mo and Medi and a couple of other youth and a, and a solid freaking Neddy. And I think that, you know, they've come off multiple quarterfinal losses. The last time we saw them, you know, up close was 2019 in um, Minnesota when they went up against Minnesota in the quarterfinal and they pulled the game. And then we saw them in Edmonton in 2022, just a month or two ago, where they played in Minnesota again. And they ended up losing to that in uh, two straight, actually, in Edmonton. And I think maybe is, you know, again, rebuilding his team. You see different pieces. You see the addition of Altaz, right? And Altaz, as some of you may know, in the past has played with the likes of Minnesota when they upset um, Orlando in that, in that quarterfinal, I believe, in the UK tournament. And you've seen Altaz play with Britannia. And I, I don't know if you guys remember, I mean, whoever does remember uh, the Oshawa tournament, I mean, I believe United Stars held, there was an open tournament. And that was the first time we were, we were pretty much, you know, we saw Altaz. And we were like, holy cow, who is this dude? And it was Amil in the front center for Britannia. It was Sidi in the back center. It was Zubair in the back right. And Altaz in the back left. And Zubair and Altaz wore uh, hoodies uh, while they were playing the entire time. And these dudes were killing it. I mean, this was, I mean, 12 years ago, right? And, and they were at the top of their game. And man, was it fun to watch Altaz at that time. And, and again, an addition to Van City that is only going to help them with another weapon. And I think that they know that they found something, uh, almost diamond in the rough in, in Nabil Jagani. And Nabil Jagani is working on his game. You can see it tournament in tournament out. I've seen this kid. He actually played volleyball for the first time in New York, you know, five years ago, six years ago. And, uh, you know, the strides he's made, he's going to become one of the best players, frontline players in the game. And he's got that, right? He's got that. Mehdi's got it. Mo's got it. You get out a guy like Altaz and, and you know, uh, well wishes to Altaz. I know he hurt his knee in Edmonton, but... You know, hopefully he gets healthy. I know what knee injuries are like. I hope he gets healthy and we see him back on the court. But, you know, you have uh, youth. And, and to be honest, credit to Mehdi and what they're doing in Vancouver. Because they, they're bringing a youth team all the way to Orlando from Vancouver. That's not easy to do. And that's, you know, a true testament of the type of training, the type of push that they're giving volleyball in their community. And that community, man, they have their own gym, just like Minnesota does. and you can tell, like, it's it's obviously coming to fruition. These kids played in Edmonton, they gave a good fight, and now they're coming all the way to Orlando. And you know what? That's only going to help Mehdi and Vancouver and the Vancouver A-team in the future just find players, right, from their, almost like their minor league system and, and kind of groom them and hone their skills to one day go out and win a championship for Vancouver. And that that's awesome because if anybody remembers, and I don't know if, you know, I don't know if many people were, at that tournament, it was a big tournament. Faisal played Van City. It was a different Van City at that time. 
It was Amil and Mehdi together. And uh, man, I mean, that three-game series uh, went down to the wire. And Faisal, you know, Amil hit the third ball in the net in the last point. And it would have been like anybody who won that point would have won. So Van City has had some some crazy upsets. And they are here to do that. I think for them this time around, they're coming off multiple quarterfinals appearances. And I don't think they want to they want to run into Minnesota again. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. Maybe they want some of that revenge from losing the previous two. But, I mean, I think they want to build a contender. They want to make it into the semis because they've, they've been in the quarters now multiple times. And again, building a team that's going to be a force for years to come because that is the goal. And I think Orlando will be that tournament where teams will start to to set their blueprint and start to work on, you know, see what they need to work on. And, and, and again, bring on pieces. And I think Vancouver has it in them. They have the youth. They have the fire. And obviously the desire because they got a bunch of youth coming. So kudos to those guys. And good luck to them in a couple of weeks, actually, now. After that, number three, Allentown United. Now, I know some of you have heard Allentown is bringing two teams. We're going to talk about the adult team. Allentown United with Sumar, Sammy, Banji. Those are the key players that I'm going to highlight. Obviously, Sumar, one of the best centers um, in the game. A lot of people admire the way he plays, and, and so do I. I mean, uh, a good friend of mine, and to be honest, I just played against him Right before Stanmore and Demen, the pandemic only did them good because they got two years and three years to rest and <laughs> and they're coming out guns hot. And then after that, you got Banji, right? Banji, Banji has been, you know, a true testament to his physique and the way he keeps himself and the fact that he's been able to last all these decades. I mean, man, it is, you know, I cannot, I, I, I can't even put it into words what, what he's done for this game. I mean, he was a young guy, you know, in the 90s, uh, making his way, beating Jaffries. I mean, making his name with Allentown, the young Muslims at the time. And man, he's he has been so effective for so long. And I just hope that when I get to that age, and I don't want to age him, but I think he's 50 or something. But if I get to, if I'm half as good as he is when he gets to that age, him and Sumar, man. And, and of course, the guy who I looked up to my whole career, the one who I wanted to be, the one who had the most style points, the most swag points, and, and the guy that I truly imitated pretty much, right, when I was a kid. Like, I I wanted to be this guy, and that's Sammy. And to hear that Sammy's back, uh, I know, you know, he had some health concerns and stuff like that, but he's back on the court, man, and there's nothing like that. Like, there's nothing that I would want to see than Sammy lacing them up one more time. And hopefully it's not one more time. Hopefully it's a couple more times. But... Man, do I love that guy. I mean, he has, you know, I have a lot to say about Allentown because we used to practice with them a lot and we used to go up there and uh, they used to, to really help us kind of, you know, and I think I got better playing those guys, right? Well, I know I got better playing those guys because there was a time where I would go there and, and we would lose like six straight games and we'd drive two and a half hours to get our asses whooped for six straight games and two and a half hours. And uh, at some point there came a time where we were able to take a game from them and then another game and then another game and it came close and it was 3-3 and it was 4-3 and then it was 4-2 and then we'd win some and then it was 5-1. And in all that time, the one guy who kept encouraging me, the one guy who continued to tell me, like, keep doing you, like, keep doing you, don't change who you are and and just be true to yourself. And that was Sammy. Sammy always had words of encouragement. And yeah, maybe, you know, I was 
I was enamored by by the Sammy that I was watching and 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 it got the best of me sometimes. But dude, did I want to be just like Sammy growing up? And to be honest, the funny the funny thing here, fifteen years ago, fifteen years ago, from that date in December that we're gonna be at in six weeks, Sammy played Munna. And it was uh it was a showcase. Jaffrey's won, but man, did Sammy really put on a show in that final. And uh, yeah, dude, 2007 is when I first started. I have been watching Sammy for so long at, before that. And I got a chance to watch him up close that year. And I told myself, I remember sitting there watching him in the final. And I said, I'm going to be that guy. You know, I'm going to be him. And, uh, and kudos to Sammy, Sumar, Banji. And sorry to harp on Sammy so much, but you know what? I hadn't seen him in so long. I mean, the last time I really, truly saw Sammy in his A, in his a game was... I believe 2015 New York when when they took out stars in the round of 16 in the best of three, which which is the last time I really truly saw Sammy at the top of his game. That's we're talking seven years ago. So you know Banji and Sumar I I saw recently and man you know I told you like I said if I'm half as good as they are at my at their age, I mean I'd I'd uh, I'd be over the moon in terms of what they they're coming off of. Obviously we haven't seen them in, in so long. You know they they came to. 2019 in Minnesota, their team wasn't full. They made a good run to the quarters and, and gave, um, I believe they played Minnesota. They gave Minnesota a, a tough time. And then uh, prior to that, we saw them in 2018 when they pulled probably one of the biggest upsets in, in our decade, and, and that's against United Stars. I mean, no one thought they had a chance in that quarterfinal against the Rob and Jabber and those guys, and they're fun. And, and you know what? They pulled it out, man. And I remember that we played them in, in the semis and and, and you know what? I'll tell you something funny. I and New York, all of us were, were sitting there and we were, were in the finals. I mean, sorry, we were in the semis and we, were, we had already just, just beaten Jaffrey's. And we sit there and we see, we see, we hear that, that Allentown and Stars <clears throat> are going to game three, I believe. They went to game three. And they're going to game three. And in my mind, I'm like, I really don't know who I want to face, but I sure as hell probably don't want to face Allentown. Because they just know us so well, and you know they, they we play with them every week leading up to the tournament, and they've always had our number, and it's been a close game, a close match every single time. And uh, lo and behold, Allentown won. And luckily, we got out of that semis alive, and um, to be honest, I don't even remember the final. That's how fast it was. But you know what? They're coming off that. That was four years ago. Do they still have it in them? Probably. These guys are legends. These guys don't age. Uh, so they probably have it in them. But um, yeah, that's their aspirations are to win. I mean, this tournament for them, they're in their 50s, right? They're, they're coming to win. And I don't think for them there is a, you know, put us back on the map, rebuild, slash, you know, get our hands set phase. I think it's we have a few tournaments left in, in our pocket. We have a little bit left in the tank. And we're going to make a run at it. And I think for the next couple of years, you know, inshallah, they stay healthy. Inshallah, they get on, they stay on the court. I mean, again, with the way that they take care of themselves, they probably will. But man, do they have a realistic chance of winning this one. If there's one dark horse that I truly, truly believe in, and, and that's one thing, man, experience. You know, you can take a day off on offense. You can take a day off on defense. You can take a day, you know, sometimes you're just not connecting. Sometimes your game's just off. But experience is something you don't lack. There's two things you don't lack. That's effort. That's experience. It's always going to resonate with you. It's always going to be there in the back of your mind. And it's always something that you can never take a day off of because you're always going to have it. So 
I truly believe Ellington United has has a realistic shot of, of doing some damage. And and again, when people count them out, that's when they're at their best. Number four, Allentown <laughs> United Youth. And to be honest, I know that Abbas Kaku, Mehdi Ali Hasnali, and Taha Karmali are the three key players that I'm going to highlight. But I, I don't know the rest of the team. And I, and I and I believe there are, there are youth on this team that they are trying to train and they're trying to bring up and and again, you know, kudos to them. I believe the last time they did something similar, this was 2018 in New York, where they were trying to build something, and it just didn't pan out for them that tournament. But that doesn't mean that they gave up, and it looks like they're they're giving it another shot. And you know, again, I talk about Abbas Kaku, Medili, and Taha. These are these are good players that um, that have played on on multiple you know Allentown A teams, and they have been in pressure situations, so they know what they're doing. And to be honest. You know, I think their their goal is is to build a new build a new generation of youth that are going to take Allentown to the next level, and there could be two strong teams in Allentown, and, and that's there's no there's nothing wrong with that. I think this is a, a good stepping stone for them. I think a, a good stepping stone for a lot of these Allentown youth, mind you. We haven't seen Allentown in like four years, so the same kids you saw four years ago that were kids are now 16, 17, and, and they're coming for it. So, you know, you never know, man. You never know. And I really think Allentown United Youth could could do some damage. I mean, look, there's the plane, there's the quarters. I mean, I'll leave that to the committee to talk about. But there's chances for them to to at least gain some experience at, at the least. Again, number five, a place that I like to call home, New York Union. I was at one point, I believe everyone at one point, had heard that New York Union wasn't going to attend this tournament because of different reasons and and thank thank god because in the last two weeks new york union has really come together and bringing a team and trying to support us and we're appreciative of that and um and yeah the boys are back you know shane yasser bode i'm i'm so excited to see them on the court i'm so excited that they're coming to this tournament and i highlight those three players because shane being the captain uh, alongside bode and yasser making his return the last time we saw Yasser was in 2019 when New York made the run to the finals against the Rob in the Faisal Bani tournament. Yasser probably had his greatest tournament. And now he goes to the pandemic and he moves away and he's now in Seattle and he comes back and he's playing in this tournament. We obviously missed him in Stanmore and he he is one of the most underrated frontline players in the game. I mean, I just don't think people realize how good this kid is. I call him KJ Light um, because I think that He's got so much potential, and unfortunately, sometimes, you know, because New York Union, you know, never won a championship or, or whatever it was, I think he just didn't get his due, and I think he deserves it. And, you know, now you have Shane, and, and he gets to work with his brother and build some chemistry, and, you know, there's rumors that Shane's going to be playing back center, and, you know, I'd love to see that, and I think Asahel deserves a shot to to also, you know, gain experience and be in a major role. And, of course, you got the veteran in Bode, right? Bode, Bode is Bode, right? Team guy, team first guy, ultimate defender willing to put himself on the line. I think that after what happened in Stanmore, everyone on that team has something to prove. I think we all we all knew that the moment we left that court that day, that each one of us individually had something to prove. I mean, if you look at our last four tournaments, three of them were quarterfinal exits, right? We lost in the Minnesota quarterfinal against Stanmore. We lost in the quarterfinal in, in Stanmore. Um, and, and, Previous to that, we lost in the quarterfinals. And now we sit here, and, and in between that was sandwiched a, a finals appearance against United Stars in the Faisal Banji tournament. And, and you look at that, and you go, there's a lot of potential there. 
there is something there. And, and you know what, I think, you know, without really going into it too much, I think if New York Union had held the tournament in 2020, I think that was our one shot at with that team to, to really do it. Because at 2019, when we played Stars, we really thought that we were going to take that. And when we didn't, we were like, it's okay. We were one point away. We were two point away. But our team's coming together. And we thought that's when the pandemic hit. And then, you know, things changed and situations changed. But I think that these guys are going to come in here with a chip on their shoulder, with something to prove. And I think they're going to pull out some victories. And I think they're going to pull out some upsets. And they're going to make some noise. And they're going to put New York back on the map. And I think that they have a lot to prove. And I think that, um, you know, it's... You have youth like Sahil, you have youth like KP, you got two of the Netties and Mohsen and Habib, and Hussein Virji is playing with them, and, you know, you got new blood like Junaid Wally. I mean, I'm telling you, like, this is what the rebuild is all about. And I think when they have nothing to lose, I think this team is going to play well above expectation. So, never count them out, and I think their goal the next couple of years is bring that, New York, that trophy back to New York, man. I think they could do it. Number five... Minnesota. I would say Minnesota, you know, they're working towards getting there. I mean, you can see it tournament in, tournament out the last few years. They made the semis in their own tournament and lost to Orlando in two tough, hard-fought games. They played in the semis in in the Faisal Banji tournament. And I know that, you know, they had some Orlando guys, but man, you know, they played in the semis then and, and they almost, you know, pulled an upset against Stars. And then you know, they got to the finals this time around in Edmonton. And it's a new team, a little bit with some, you know, it's, they've injected some new blood. They've got some new formation that they're playing. And I think that, you know, they got these new kids on, on the block with the Bathushas and, and Yasin and these guys. And I've watched, I've watched these guys play, man. I mean, I'm going there this week and I've watched these guys play and they are, you know, they're hungry. And I think you add that hunger with the talent of Matham, Monty, and Imran Walji, and, and so much can be done. They're just growing year in, year out. And, um, you know, again, like I said, the last few times we saw them, they were knocking on the door. I think this time they, they want to capitalize on it. You know, they want to find themselves back in the finals. They haven't been in a final since Imran Walji and that 2011 team. And pretty much they're going to knock on the door of the Big Four. I think the Big Four for them is the key. You know, North, Stars, Orlando, Stanmore. If they can you know, go out, go and battle one of these teams and really take it to them and, and, and knock on that door. I think once these guys get into the semis, man, with their with the way they have their energy and their passion, I think they can actually do it. They can pull this one. And it may seem out of the, the realm of possibilities because of all the strong teams coming, but and because they're so young and still have inexperience, but I really think that Edmonton final, you know, a lot of people saw certain things, right? They were able to come back in both those games. They... They showed fight. They showed resilience. And I think they'll learn from their mistakes. And I think they can really make a, a true run at this. Number seven. And that's the first Orlando team I'm going to talk about. And that's Orlando B. Orlando B is, is unlike any other B team you have probably ever seen in your life. And not only that, but it's probably the, the most, most unique B team in the history of Orlando. Orlando known for its um, plethora of players. How deep the... the the system is in Orlando. They they are have a lot of homegrown talent that uh, come up through this system. And the game here probably is the biggest you'll see in the entire North America. I mean, Toronto, 
you know, obviously one of the meccas, uh, New York, one of the meccas, but I think Orlando has, I mean, we're talking, I was going to practice these last few months and man, there was like 55 players at one time, like on one night, two courts, five teams. I mean, this, this, you know, group of guys and the amount of people that are working and training and, and trying to become um, the best volleyball players out there. There's something in this water, man. And I'll tell you, this Orlando B team, you know, is actually filled with veterans. A lot of veterans who have been there, done that, who have, you know, been in situations that, you know, on any other normal B team hasn't been in. A lot of the B teams that Orlando has been bringing has had youth alongside veterans, has had, you know, maybe a bunch of youth. But it hasn't had veterans across the board and then maybe a sprinkle in a few youth, right? You're looking at guys like JJ Bojani, right? Maz, MZ, Musti, Hassan Sonji, and now Safe, right? These guys all have been in situations that any other B team maybe hasn't. And they know how to attack those situations. They know how to keep, you know, things, the nerves under wraps. They know how to, you know, navigate through certain leads and 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 coming back in games and timeouts and things of that sort that you can't really teach a bt and these guys have it all i mean we're talking about championship pedigree we're talking about guys that have led teams led teams as back centers to multiple finals semifinals i mean you can't really put into perspective i mean sometimes if you look at this list the amount of rings that are that are there and i'm not talking about musti's rings i'm talking about actual championship rings that are on you know if you alongside some of these names i'm you're, you're looking at over 15 rings man you know like it's crazy and you add some youth in safe zishan hasnain anu and you have guys like aslam Lud- i mean i mean i can't i can't tell you this team is probably the best b team you're ever going to see now of course i i know a lot of people have said, well, I know Union B teams are very glorified. You know, a lot of, you know, empty cans and, you know, people make all this noise and nothing ever really happens. But to be honest, if you really look at their last appearance, and that was, I believe, the 2019 Minnesota tournament, they beat New York Union in the round robin, North and Lombada. I mean, they took a game from all these guys. So I believe it was Jeffries, if I'm not mistaken. But I know there was the top three teams that they took games from. And that just shows that this team has talent. They have what it takes. Do I think that it's out of the realm of possibilities that they're in the semis tomorrow and making a run at the finals? No, definitely not. And to be honest, Orlando A's biggest biggest problem would be facing the Orlando B team because the Orlando B team can surely kick our ass any given day. And again, like I said, their goal, upsetting someone when it matters, sneaking into that top four, and then after that, making that run to the finals. And it's very, very, very doable. I I do not see a reason why the Orlando B team cannot do that. And again, you mix all these youth with these veterans, and you've got a team that that probably you may never see again. Because again, home hometown tournament, a lot of talent uh, staying on and, and playing in this tournament. Number eight, United Stars. What can I say about United Stars? You got the core, reigning MVP from Edmonton, Irfan Kermali. All the flowers to you, my brother. Jabra Lidina and Thurab Kermali. You hear about the new additions of, of Swaggy, and you hear about 
you know, it's good to see Swaggy back on the court. You hear about Mohamed, and you hear about, you know, they still got their core, Abbas Heder Lalji. I mean, you hear about all these additions, and you look at this team and go, holy shit, this team is really good. I mean, 2019 champions, right? We, we saw, you know, we saw what they did to us, New York Union, in that final. Stanmore scoring 17-1 in the round robin. I mean, unheard of. And then the semis matchup that, to be honest, went down to the wire pretty much um, against Stanmore. Went to game three, and that was one all for like 10 minutes. And then the same three guys that I mentioned before who are the key players that we're going to highlight are Fran Kermali, I think, at the peak of his game. You talk about prime, this is prime. This is prime Irfan Kermali. Irfan Kermali showcased his talents in Edmonton alongside Jabber, who, to be honest, could be, maybe, and I'm not just saying this, I truly am starting to almost believe it. Alongside Hasnain Gigi, it's going to be a battle. The best, the best defender to ever step on this court. I mean, the guy played front and right the entire tournament as if he's playing, been playing front and right his whole life. I mean, <laughs> I mean, what can you say? The guy was at some point, and this is no disrespect to Jeremiah Walji, but taking Jeremiah Walji's ball like, like, like he he just he knew it was coming. Like he just had it. He was timing it. He was putting it in the net. I mean, all the props to this dude, man. And then, of course, Thrab Karmali. I mean, what can I say about Thrab Karmali? One of the best centers in the game. Pulled out another victory in Edmonton, and is looking to, after 2019, capitalize. And after especially what happened in Stanmore, where it looked like they were going to roll through this tournament. I mean, at some point, it looked like no one was going to touch United Stars. And uh, and they lose in the semis to Stanmore. And I think that's going to be a battle. I think that's one of the rivalries and, and stories that we want to see. We want to see Stars uh, go up against Stanmore one more time. We want to see what it's like on neutral ground, right? And I think for them, it's always been this way. It's always going to be this way. There's no rebuild. There's no taking it easy. There's no showcase. It's get a ring, get a ring, get a ring. And that's it. United Stars, it's all about getting that ring. And uh, hey, if there's anybody who's got a realistic chance, it's always going to be United Stars. Next up, Toronto North. Toronto North, we had not seen Toronto North since 2019, that Faisal Bandi tournament, where they lost to New York Union in that semifinal, which went to three games. Toronto, obviously, you know, victors in 2018 when they won and beat Orlando in that epic semifinal. And uh, they got Lombada. They got Lombada back. In 2019, Lombada played with Palace. Usman played with Palace Panthers. And now they got Abbas Kimji, Fayaz, Amil, Lombada, Usman. They got Amir. They got a team, man. And that team is that same team that was there in 2018. And that team is scary. I mean, you're talking about a team that, you know, beat the big dogs and they made it work. They faced Stanmore in the quarters. They faced Orlando in the semis. They faced us in the finals. And that team looks scary. I mean, I think for them, the biggest thing here is to bring back that North name. It's been, you know, multiple years now since they've won. And I think after three years of not seeing them. They, they want to put themselves back on the map where they belong, at the top. So used to winning. I mean, these guys are gamers. They're competitive. They're always there. They always show support. So we love, we want to thank them and, and love that they're coming. And man, this team, 
there's there's rumors out there. The Saber is coming, and we all saw Saber. Well, anybody who saw the Edmonton video saw Saber play with Jaffries, and he played amazing. And I mean, they're just adding people to this team. Just just gonna make them stronger, more young. And Abbas Kimji, man, I saw him play against this Banff boys. Man, he took over that game, so he's he's still got something left in the tank. I mean, he's looking good. And uh, Fayez is Fayez, bro. Fayez, you know, again, he also has a renewed love for this game. I just talked to him recently. And I think this team's going to come out guns hot. I think they really got it in them. And I think that uh, I would not be surprised if they're in that final. And they're, and, they're, and they're close to winning this trip. Second to last, Stanmore Jaffers. Reigning, defending champions. Key players, everyone. I mean... <laughs> Can you talk about one guy without talking about another guy without talking about another guy without talking about another guy? I mean, they got their front wings played amazing and elegance and fast. And front center is probably, the, probably you know, if not one, two, three, front center in the game. Back right in Abbasili, back center in Mutz, back left in Kumi. They got Khalil back there. They got Mujin and Ryan. I mean, come on. This team is full of it, man. They got all the talent in the world. They got everything. And they're gamers, and they're winners, and now, right after El Walaya, they get to come here, showcase their talent, they get to go and lace it up against the best, not at home, take that coveted you know championship from abroad, and the one thing that's almost been elusive to them has been this, that win that almost solidifies them as probably... They're probably going to be the best team of the decade if they can win a tournament outside of London. I think, in my opinion, if they can win a tournament outside of London, the 2020 to 2030, that that decade could belong to Stanmore. Now, they'd have to win one to, to for that to happen. And I think no better time than now. We're talking about a team that is, all of them are in their primes. All of them are, you know, Kumi, one of the best defenders in the game, you know, had a great match up against Jabber in that semis and really prove that, you know, he can hang with any of the defenders out there. Um, and he's he's top-notch. And then you got Abbasili, Amirli, you got the Blue Brothers. And those front wings, man, they, they just, they, I feel I feel like they found something there with Faz and, and Elegance. And uh, I just I just don't see them falling off. I see them making, being there in the top four, for sure. I would not be surprised if if we get that Stanmore Orlando final, I mean, they'd have to, you know, one of the teams would have to be Stars, one of the teams would have to be North, one of the teams would have to be any of these other teams that are knocking on the door. But yeah, you know, if anybody's coming in with all the confidence in the world, it's it's Stanmore. With that being said, you know, I don't know if any of you guys saw, but Stanmore Jaffrey's posted a picture of their last practice. And uh, if anybody was able to see, I think it was Mutz. Blue playing back right. I believe one team was playing five. And there was a man in black playing back left. That man in black, Bilal Kaba. I don't know if it's a tease. I don't know if it's, hey, you know, we called Bilal to just give us a little bit of practice before we leave. I don't know if it's something that could be in the works in the future. But if you ask me, <laughs> you want to win that coveted championship from abroad? You add Bilal Kaba to your team. Look, all the respect in the world for those Stanmore boys. They all got freaking game. 
I mean, they are the top of the top. They are top three in back right, top three in back left, top three in front center, top top three in front wings, top three in netties. They got it all. But the best player right now in London is Belankov. And it's unfortunate that his team is going through the rebuilding phase that it is because I truly believe right now is Bilal Kaba's prime. You add Bilal Kaba to that back line of Stanmore and Stanmore could win every tournament for the next five years. That's how good Bilal Kaba is. And maybe some people think I'm crazy. Some people think I can't, you know, I don't see talent. <laughs> I don't realize talent. But I'm telling you, bro, I'm telling you, that kid, He's a lion. And if you if you if you put a lion alongside guys who are just like him, no one's gonna touch them, man. I'm telling you that right now, no one's gonna touch them. But hey, we can only dream. One day, you never know. He's not coming to this tournament. I did speak to him. So maybe the tease was for the future. He's a Southie guy, right? So we don't know. He's a South guy. I mean, could it happen? Could it not? Is it possible? Shane. Shane, are you listening to me? Make it happen. If it's possible, make it happen. That could be the greatest backline ever. Maybe the greatest backline ever. Um, but again, we'll see. The last team, oh, by the way, just to finish off some thoughts about Stanmore Jeffries, they got some targets on their backs. A lot of guys that want to play them again. That's just happened. That's what that's what happens when. When you're champions, right? Just you got the targets on your back. So for them, not only is it winning this tournament, not only is it winning the tournament abroad, it's also you know shutting down those haters, shutting down those guys that don't believe that you know they belong. And I think that they could they could do it, man, for sure they could do it. They got all the talent in the world. Last but not least, I mean it's 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 probably and what people are gonna are gonna label us as as the favorites of this tournament. It's a home tournament. Orlando does not lose home tournaments. 2016 was the last time we won. That was a home tournament. And yeah, the pressure's on. But you know what I learned ever since I've come to Orlando? Goddamn, they love the pressure. They love it all. They want it. They'll take it. And when you're in it with these guys, I mean, you don't even feel it. I'll tell you this. Key players, it's funny because a lot of you will think, I'm going to name the front line. I could name everybody, but you know, naturally everyone will think I'm going to name the front line as the three key players. But to be honest, I think this time around, it's those youth. It's Freddie Verani, it's Eliasker Alu, and it's Mikhail Darcy. See, that front line's been there, done that, won their chips, have gotten it. Hassan Manakian's done it. You know, powerfully serving, done it. Myself, Ali T, we haven't done it, but we've been there. These three kids, they, they they got a chip on their shoulder. They want to prove to the world that they belong, that they are champions, that they got what it takes. And I really, truly believe that they do. I think you mix that front line with a bunch of guys that are hungry. And, and listen, man, I, I resonate with these youth because I am just as hungry, if not more hungry than they are because they're still in the midst and prime of their career while I'm on the latter part of my career where I'm making that run with them. And to be honest, that hunger of mine, 
I'm having some of the best, the most fun time playing volleyball that I've ever had because I'm playing a different role. I know a lot of people have that question. Oh, will Sal be able to coincide with Oli Oscar and will he want third balls and can he play a defensive position in the support role? Hell yeah, I can. You know, I'm going to do that. That's what my job is. And I'm going to do what it takes to win and I'm going to do what it takes to be a part of this team. And and whatever little I could do, whatever little Ali T could do, whatever little, you know, Arif Ali could do serving, we're going to do it. We're, we're veteran guys that are in positions where we're going to do whatever we can to help this team win. Alongside with that front line who, man, you know, you see them from afar and you think they're damn good. You play behind them and you realize, holy shit, they are the greatest front line to ever be assembled. And no doubt about it, I don't think there'll be a, there'll ever be any front line that touches that front line. But I get the the, the luxury of playing behind Imran Jiraj. You know, I played behind Shane for so many years and he covered me. So I thought that was fun. Now, this is fun. I mean, where, you know, you, you get those random balls that he leaves and keeps you on your toes. But then, hey, man, you just got to play a little bit of defense, bro. You play a little bit of defense, you're going to make it out alive. I think for Orlando, not winning in six years, a 2018 semis exit in New York you know, against Lombarda. 2022, they lost in the semis against Stanmore, um, which they lost in a technicality. This is the one. You know, the home team, six years in the making. It's time, I think, for Orlando, if, the, if it's any other time, it's going to be now, to make that dynastic run that they made in the early 2010s. 2012, I believe, is when they started. Uh, and this could be the beginning of it. That, that dynasty, the merging the youth and the veterans, this is it. So, again, we'll go into more detail about all these teams, at least most of them, when we do our interviews. But this is just, again, a little bit of an overlook on what to expect in this tournament. The teams contending, the teams, what, they're, what, what these teams are bringing, what these teams have up their sleeve, and what to pretty much expect. I hope uh, this covered it all. As the weeks go on, uh, we'll continue to drop news about the tournament. And and man, oh man, do we have a guest list that's going to blow the, the top off this joint. And uh, it all starts next week. My first guest, I'm happy to announce for the first time, me and him, on camera. We're going to make sure it's as real as it gets. The Rob Kermali, United Stars. I mean, we've already started talking about it. We're already in conversation about what we're going to talk about. And I'm telling you... It is what the volleyball world needs to hear. It is, I think, going to really change the landscape of volleyball in terms of how we perceive things and and really talk about some things that a lot of people don't want to talk about. But I think that it's good. I think it's an open discussion. I think it's going to be awesome. But yeah, I'm excited. I, I hope you guys enjoy this. I hope it wasn't too long. Again, first of its kind, it's audio. I don't know if you're going to like it, but hey, we gave it a shot. Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. And I hope, I hope you continue to watch our YouTube series slash podcast. The, the future interviews will all be on YouTube where you can watch it and also be in an audio form on Apple and Spotify. I thank you all so much. And I can't wait to see you all next week. See you all then. I love you all.